0: that went off without a hitch? I'm not. Do we need to re-clap?
1: God, I hope not.
0: Okay, cool. Great. Well then. Oh my god, my audio... Sorry. It's... This is funny. My audio is uh, not... is culling claps, so we'll, we'll give it a shot.
2: Oh no! It
0: out. Like, if I clap, there's no big vertical line.
1: That is... It's finding out that the thing is peaking and trying to cull it? Good. How... Yeah.
0: How many times in a row has that happened?
2: Well, it's a brand new laptop, so...
0: Oh, okay. Zero. Okay. Cool. Zero times oh, in a row. That's why you needed to download Audacity.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's better, probably. For some reason, mine's picking up, like, a lot quieter than it used to, but that's probably fine, because I'm enormously loud. So...
1: Um... Hi, enormously loud. I'm Dad. Well, that's not even loud either. Sure.
0: All right, I guess I'm going to start introductions now. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to that D&D podcast. I am your erstwhile GM, Zach, uh, and I will be uh, running some downtime tonight with the crew we have assembled, whom I will allow to introduce themselves
1: now. Uh, hi there, I'm Andrew Way, otherwise known as Poppet in this game. Uh, he, him pronouns for me, Poppet kind of issues pronouns because Poppet is Poppet. Um, so I'm going to stop talking now. Thanks.
0: All of Poppet's nouns are amateurs.
1: Hi. There's absolutely nothing professional about Poppet. (laughs) David
3: here raising objections about Zach's use of erstwhile? Um, Yeah, I think, I think
0: that happened before. I really like to use words I don't actually know the meanings of. I
3: I mean, no, I, I'm right there with you. It has good mouthfeel, but you are currently the, 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 uh, what do you what do you want to call yourself? Uh ringleader, operator, herder of cats? I d I don't okay. know. But uh
0: The rabble rouser, <laughs> the
3: <laughs> Anyway, uh getting off track, uh he him pronouns for myself and my character, please. Uh Gaston is the character I am playing. Moving on.
2: Hi, I'm Adam, he, him. Uh, today I will be playing Elamir for this lovely downtime adventure. I think that's me. I'm next. Hi, I'm Mike J. Darkson Broward. I use game pronouns. My
0: um, character is air quotes Dr. Armstrong. Uh, now with more Dr. TM. Um,
1: I think he also uses the AM pronouns.
0: And that's the crew tonight. Back to you, Doc.
1: Doctors inside you let them out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Astute listeners will recognize that we are uh, without our uh, granny uh, slash thick uh, this evening. Um, This happens sometimes. So we're going to be running downtime and maybe we'll get that caught up at some later point. Uh, I just had a moment of panic because I totally forgot what happened last time, but I think I'm better now. So, uh, yeah. Last time we had, we finished our encounter with the ghost knight, um, who may or may not have turned out to be an actual ghost. Uh, we rescued some, well, Bennett, and then some noble slash upper class type peoples who were captured in the same carriage. So one can assume we're going the same place as Bennett. Uh, we brought them home. Uh, Elamir and Thick teamed up after I guess it was a it was a full team effort to kill this Ghost Knight, air quotes Ghost Knight. Um, and Gaston, <laughs> Gaston has made a new friend, um, maybe more than one, uh, depending on how we want to talk about the weapon. I think. And now we're recovering from our adventures. So, um, we're going to do some downtime. What would we have done? Did, would we have just brought these people back to town?
1: That seems reasonable to me. But also, I'm a puppet. <laughs> so. I,
0: yeah, I do Who can say? I don't, I guess, yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that you got back, you got them back to town. Maybe there was, like, a, a goat cart involved. Uh, Maybe six shuffled or ferried them one at a time in the air. I don't know uh but yeah they are uh Bennett who is your uh tennis slash informant slash damsel and uh two local aristocrats essentially people who are uh two women who work with the Phasarian knights in sort of a bureaucratic and administrative role here on the island. Um, if you want more details about them, we can go into it, but that's what they are. Uh, you get the sense that now that you've rescued them, you'll probably be hearing from them again, uh, as you encounter the Phasarians again, but not right now. So, uh, what are we doing for downtime? I know that, uh, we can get messed up too, I guess that's not true some of us got messed up pretty bad or at least took some pretty serious hits during the fight so
3: are we are we gonna do the usual everybody does one and then roll entanglements or did we want to get crazy do the entanglement right off the bat i think we do owe entanglements
0: first yeah thing. let's do entanglements
1: then oh, we did we get paid for this job hmm did we get rep and coin and the like? Well,
0: I feel like you definitely get rep because you definitely brought back some people, right? And they're gonna be talking about it and uh and yeah. So I feel like you're definitely gonna get rep. Let me make sure I have the documentation on this. Yes. So uh payoff. You get two rep by default, if the target is a higher tier, take plus one tap rep for tier higher. Uh the crew is currently tier one.
1: Yeah, we're Tier 1. We tiered up.
0: Okay. Um, well, if you're Tier 1, the, the, the Ghost Knight is definitely uh, higher tier than you. So I think total, that's going to be 4 rep for a Tier 3 enemy. Sure. Slash target. Um, as far as coin... Um... It's hard to say that it was like a major score. I think, I think we probably call it a, let's, let's call it uh well, so the people you rescued have a fair amount of wealth. Uh, I maybe will abstract it a little bit. They will pay you for having like in favors or something, but we can call it, we'll call it a major score. We'll call it 10, 10 coins. Mostly because that, that I believe, uh, distributes evenly through the party. So, ten coin for you all in favors and recompense from the saved. I'm assuming we're splitting it up, but you can tell me otherwise.
1: Presumably, yeah. Yeah. That makes the most sense to me.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, And then uh, entanglement. I need somebody. Well, let's talk I guess we do heat before entanglements, right?
3: So if it's if it's ten coin, does that mean everybody gets two?
0: Yes. If we're splitting it evenly, that means everybody gets two. Zero heat is smooth, quiet, low exposure.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm gonna say this was probably actually fairly contained. Um
1: yeah, if it was you kind of literally contained. Yeah, yeah, if you weren't there. Yeah, we, did, we assassinated a ghost in this house. It's true. We killed. Some... Oh God, we did do D and D. We did a home invasion. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: we killed someone who was already dead where they were dead before we showed up. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think contained standard exposure to heat is probably sufficient. Um, the heat you're going to catch is very specific, but, um.
3: Yeah, yeah, philosophical question, um, if, if if you kill a ghost,
1: is it murder or is it exorcism? Like, uh, when you talk about heat, I'm just flashing back to the Fasarian Knight showing up and Granny more or less handing them their ass.
0: Well, so <laughs> the thing is, um, no Fasarian Knight showed up in this
1: game. No, to give us the job in the first place.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, no, that's def- that was definitely some heat, yes. Um... There was killing involved. Technically, you killed a thing, but that thing was already dead, and none of the, again, of the inhabitants of the island, the people you would run into, most of them aren't going to care or know. There's only a few specific ones that will come up whether or not I give you heat now, so I'm going to give you a discount on this one. We're not going to count this one against you. So two, I'll just mark two total heat uh, nice. for this job. Nice and contained. Everybody who was alive lived. Um, cool. That's a weird way of saying it. Um, so, somebody. Who's doing the heat bookkeeping? I, I already marked it. I got it. Okay. You. Uh, and then, uh, somebody roll me a fortune die, and we are going to look at some entanglement.
3: Oh, what the hell? I'll do that. Good
1: call. Uh, I just rolled it, but you can do it. Uh, one fortune die. Sometimes it's nice to be wanted. Mm-hmm.
0: A one. Gang trouble or the usual suspects. Yeah. Okay. So one of your gangs or other cohorts causes trouble due to their flaws. Lose face equals to... lose face. Make an example of one of the gang members or face reprisals from the wronged party. Um. So yeah. Uh. When last we saw the. Uh, the urchins. One of them was had a cart full of goods that they were going to go fence. I'm guessing something went wrong there. Hmm. I feel like we can cover that in more detail later. But if you want to, unless you, if you, I will give you the option. Either we can follow these rules. You can, you can lose, you lose face, uh, which is lose rep. Uh, you lose two rep. Um, make an example of one of the urchins, or face reprisals from the wrong party. I guess.
1: Uh, I vote reprisals. Yeah, that sounds like fun.
0: I tend to I tend to like reprisals as well. Reprisals,
3: is, reprisals.
0: It's by far the more interesting of the options. So, um, reprisals. It is. Make a note here. Okay. The urchins failed to fence. Reprisals incoming. Um cool. Uh,
2: maybe they, they fenced two we well. fenced successfully. Yeah. Well, okay, yes.
0: That is also a possibility. I do have a specific thing I want the urchins to be doing, and this sort of rolls into it though, so I will I will I will be I will be leaning into that the next time, I think. Uh so yeah. Um, in your absence, they got a little bit greedy and they tried moving the wrong, or well, they, they moved the right goods to the right people or the wrong goods to the wrong people, but somehow they got in over their head with some sort of deal around the stuff you gave them. And you can imagine exactly who was in what kind of trouble from there, right? Uh, okay. So let's talk about downtime. Who wants to go
2: first? So, I guess I kind of need to know what happens when you trauma out.
0: Okay, so what happens when you trauma out is uh, you leave the scene, essentially, which already happened. um, And then you pick a trauma uh, that will haunt you for the rest of your days and be an XP trader. As it causes you problems later on. Um, and then you clear your stress track completely for free. Well, for the low cost of a new trauma. For the low, low, low cost of a new XP trigger. Yes. Yep. And that's, I think that's it, right? You trauma out, you, okay? uh, just pick a trauma. It comes up when you want it to basically. And
1: yeah, a trauma is a trigger that you invoke for XP. Yep. Um, the GM doesn't touch it, you get to push that button. Um, and then, yeah, you come back with no stress and no harm.
0: Oh, I didn't know about the no I didn't realize no harm. That's pretty good. Yep. So that's what happens. So you will not need to be indulging your vice. So, yeah, you, Elamir, uh, Elamir killed the, the Ghost Knight, specifically. Um... I don't know if you actually got in much you know, you did, yeah, you did get in a fight before that. You got beat up a little bit, but you all that harm's gone now. Um what trauma are you gonna take? Um
2: uh, basically because the trauma was sort of revolved around Delamere recklessly, you know, running in and attacking something that was uh probably out of his league in all reality. I just went with the reckless Drama.
0: reckless even more reckless
2: yes it worked once why won't it work again
0: reckless I, I reckless is one of my favorites honestly just an excuse to play the game the way you would anyway for me at least <laughs> um cool um yeah so we can just start with Elamir. we can start with somebody else uh somebody give me a downtime activity We could book in with Gaston, I guess. We could start with Gaston one way and then take him out the other way. Yeah, let's do a snake draft starting with Gaston.
3: Okay. Um, Why don't I reduce some heat?
0: Sweet. I like it.
3: Um, I'm just looking at the heat. And it's like, eh, sure. Uh, Wait, how do I do that again?
0: Well, so you, you, say, uh, you choose an action uh,
3: to, do, to do and do, say how that say action how really do you escape. do it? Um right.
0: Yeah, so you have like a new a shiny new mace that talks to you in your brain, and a uh nightmare horse that you're riding around, and you're just Gaston, so you have all sorts of weird luck stuff that you do.
3: I think, uh, I think I, I think I stable the nightmare for right now. Okay. Um, you know, a nice little scene of, like, uh, what I don't know if there's a technical term for putting the reins or whatever, um, to a hitching post.
0: Yeah. Hitching? But,
3: like, Hitch the leading, leading the nightmare into the, uh um <laughs> into our barn that mainly has goats <laughs> and like oh. setting up a spot for the nightmare
0: Oh, you're putting in like general population like okay Okay, yeah, like the one of the the little stable area just off the farmers market there that you guys have sort of taken over, I in my yeah. Okay.
3: Sure. Yeah, and like, you know, give it an apple.
0: I, I imagine the goats are... I'm trying to decide if the goats are, like, scared of it or, like, n- completely unbothered by it or, like, openly contemptuous of it. I'm trying to decide which is funnier to me. Um, I imagine they just don't really react that much. Like, they spot it and they sort of give it a br- uh, uh, a birth away, but I don't know that they... I mean,
3: I imagine... I'm imagining that this nightmare is like, you know, unnaturally like dark, yeah. you know, like, a like, like the sort of black that absorbs light, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it has like actual flames for Maine or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if it how, does all the time. Yeah.
3: I don't know how, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, uh, attitude perception mm-hmm. thing. But Mm -hmm. like it's 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 you also you always like it's always unsettling enough where you do a double take. But I don't know if it's like obviously supernatural all the time.
0: Yeah, I think it could just be like a really a really dark black horse that like smells slightly of sulfur. Constant.
3: I I mean this is also. I'm talking about perception from a person. You know, goat perception could be totally
0: different. <laughs> Their weird, weird, <laughs> vertically splitted eyes could see differently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, they definitely react to it, but I think they're just gonna like these goats have seen some shit, right? This thing, I don't know if the nightmare is gonna gonna phase them that much after the things they've been through. So yeah, you hook you. Uh, do you like? Did you did you say you fed the the nightmare an apple or something? Are you like yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's
3: like hey, yeah, I'll I'll be back, you know, a little bit.
0: Um, yeah, uh, you get the idea that it it understands you when you talk to it, uh, and that it maybe is not super happy to be stabled up, but that it's going to stay here for now.
3: Well, I think what I'm telling is, like, you know, I, I gotta go do something, and then we'll we'll go out for a ride.
0: Okay. I think, when... when yeah.
3: Cause I, I, yeah, because I, I think you reminded me about the mace, and I think maybe what I'll do, like, reducing... <laughs> me arguing that this reduces heat is, like, I'm gonna walk around with the mace. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just, like, go around and... Uh, the way I'm framing this is like i'm I'm going around feeling like I'm just making conversation with people and talking to them about hey, you know what me and my friends have been up to and everything, but like not even consciously, I have the mace with me the whole time that I'm like gesticulating with, mm-hmm. and you know, so I am uh sort of sort of you know uh. <laughs> I feel like Gaston feels like he's just, like, um, trying to charm people, you know, trying to sway people mechanically. But everybody else is nodding along because I've got this mace that is, like, slowly shifting shapes. <laughs> you know, like, I I, I I, feel like I'm doing a sway, but I'm actually doing a command because everybody's like, oh, this guy is telling me about the things he's been up to and he's got this thing Okay. That sure seems like he's been up to doing things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. The it's weird because the the mace has uh sort of spoken to you, quote unquote, uh as you've reached out to touch it or as you've held it. Um, but during this process, it's gone quiet enough that yeah, you don't think about it being there right? Yeah. Like, it's almost integrated itself into your self-perception in a way that just, like, you... Holding it seems supernatural. It's just not a thing you're thinking about. Um, Not a thing you're considering. Just, yep, this is always here. This mace. This is my mace. Um, Yeah, give me that command roll uh, as you regale the townsfolk with tales of your your daring do and brandish a slowly and imperceptibly shifting weapon uh, at them. Is
3: this uh controlled or is it just a fortune?
0: Uh this will be uh this will be just a command uh controlled is fine. The the position doesn't okay. really matter that much. Okay. For these. It's just the dice outcome. A two. A two, which means we reduce our heat by one, I believe, right? Yes. Okay. So that is one heat reduction. Yay. Well, that's not nothing. Not nothing. It's not nothing. Yeah, it turns out that this is not terribly
3: not the best not the best way to do it. Yeah,
0: but... like you get like <laughs> I think I think the heat you lose is like just off you're off putting to people, right? Uh, like it's just like people are uncomfortable with this scenario. Um, just enough that like they're not going to mess with you but like you're not you're not convincing anyone and pe- especially people who like have known you before can definitely sense something's off right now <laughs> with your behavior and it might be the mace that you're swinging around absently while speaking to them sure okay alright uh who's next
2: uh I have a thing I want to do Sure, hit me. So I want to, I believe, acquire an asset. Okay. And that asset are is well, are the dwarves that we talked to earlier. Okay. I want to hire them to help me construct this effigy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I I, I think I'm feeling guilty that I have done very little toward accomplishing my my task here so i'm gonna pay someone else to do it
0: okay okay sure yeah um that so acquire asset is like a temporary use of an asset so you're trying to you're trying to pull these doors in like on this on a thing like basically calling in a favor to get them to help you with the the uh, to build a statue of this of, i believe we're talking about the godling, right Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh let me look up the names real quick. So I'm not like Yeah, so Olaf, svena and Hostra. Um yeah, you go over to their uh their workshop here in town. Um and uh uh Olaf and svena are uh Toiling away, doing their thing, you know, they, they run a fairly decent business out of here making not like hardcore like because they're not they're not blacksmiths, they're bronze smiths, right? So like it's not they make some tools or the brass smiths. They make they make tools and things and like jewelry. I like, think I think Savannah makes jewelry and Olaf makes tools and stuff. And they're in there, they're, they're forging, they're doing the alchemical stuff, they're both, I mean, their workshop is made of stone, has a giant forge in the middle, is very hot on the inside. Um, and they are working very hard. Uh, Hostra, the third dwarf that made the axe, and definitely didn't go like Fantasy Moon Knight, um, is nowhere to be seen. But, uh... Svenna spots you and um, comes over. This is the the female uh, dwarf and uh, welcomes you in. Uh, she's covered, like, head to toe with soot and... Uh, <laughs> uh, with, with soot and uh, grease and, like... She's wearing this, this... She's got her hair, like, braided back for safety reasons and it has this, like... Like, uh, full almost full body, like, uh, apron on that's made out of leather and like super tough and ch- scarred up and charred and greasy and just gross, but she's clearly working. So she's got like a, she's got like a little hammer in one hand and some tongs in another. And you can see she's like halfway through a bracelet or something. Um, and she welcomes you and she says, Oh, hello. Hello. what well, uh, Long time no see out of Oh, please, please come in. And you can barely hear her over the sound of, uh, Olaf just smashing something on the forge into shape. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what, what, what can we, what can we do for you? It's just been so long. Have you, you look like you've been busy. Uh,
2: yes, it's been quite a, quite a trying time here. Um, ever since we saw you in the, the garden, it's been one thing after another and, um, I. I'm going to assume that we talked, because uh, I think we spent a, quite a long time with him in the garden, didn't we? It was like half a day, yes. at least.
0: Yes, it was a significant amount of time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I would assume that we had talked about the reason why I came here. Um. At least in somewhat of an abstract. Um, terms so that she has some background knowledge of this. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, yes, I, I, have been so busy, but I, I, I wanted to actually work with you again. Uh, I have, I have need of skilled craftsmen to help me, um, I guess, uh, complete the, the the goals of my god or the, the the task that he set forth for me.
0: Um, and she, uh, she is when you ask her, when it becomes clear that you're asking her to help make a thing, she's just elated about it. Like this is, a, this is exactly the kind of thing she wants to do. And the, uh, um, and being able to sort of pay, in their mind, pay off a debt to you in this way is, is perfect. So she gets very excited and, um, starts talking details with you very quickly. And it very, very quickly becomes obvious that she does not know anything about, the Pantheon or the deity you're trying to build the, the <laughs> effigy of, and like, yeah, she's very excited, and Olaf is like on board as well once you get him away from like I don't know whatever weird pick or hammer he's over there pounding into shape, um but they have they have no idea what they should be building or doing for you, yeah. Uh, so, it's a it's a child then. We should be making a a, a cradle. You want a, a a bronze cradle then? Is that
2: uh, when I say child is it's an elven child, so it's already fully grown.
0: Oh, okay. So about yay t- and like Olaf holds his hammer above his head with his arm fully outstretched, like yeah. All right, all right then. Um, is there? Can you? Do you? Do you sketch?
2: <laughs> um, I want to say yeah. Um, uh, I think with uh with all the the training that he's had in surveying, um, I think Elmer at least has some a decent hand at you know sketching. Yeah.
0: I'll believe that, sure. I'll believe that. Yeah. Um Okay, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, uh did you I would you have come with the sketch or would you be like sketching it out here? Is the thing you is this it's something Elamir would have anticipated?
2: Um No. I think uh, this is this is just something that they're doing in the in the sort of not necessarily slapdash way, but just Trying to get something done at the last minute, kind of Like you're, you're doing your homework at the last minute, didn't really bring it here.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Savannah, uh sort of looks at Olaf and then looks at you, and uh, suddenly she has a, she's she very clearly her her expression changes and she has an idea, and she like walks away and comes back. Uh, she she rummages around, sort of fish effectively off screen right like you can hear her looking around through things and she comes back out and she has in one like mitted greasy <laughs> gloved hand she has uh like a sheaf of paper uh like 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 not modern paper but like like uh parchment paper right um and in the other hand she has just like a rock of charcoal essentially right and she sets them both down on the table and she looks very she looks up at you expectantly
2: yeah i i think Eleanor takes up the task of sort of talking through what they recall of the godling and sketching a general plan figure okay
0: Yeah, and while you're doing that, they are talking with each other about, like, materials and methods and, like, most of it doesn't make any sense because it's all, like, brass-making shop talk, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Some of it's not even in a language you would understand. And they, uh, but they are, like, on board. This is a plan they can get on board. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you make your, uh... Roll for this. Acquire temporary use of an asset. Roll the cruise tier. The result indicates the quality of the asset. They're, out, they're good at this. So, maybe that's not the action we're doing. Maybe this is a long-term project?
1: I think this is a long-term project. Like, this is contributing okay. to something else.
0: Yeah. So, they are a... Uh, if, if what you're having them do is build a statue out of brass, they are a tier 3... Uh, asset right yeah so I think that building this uh, I think that just building a statue for you to your specifications is probably a four o'clock okay so why don't you roll three fortune dice and we will uh, fill out a clock appropriately Nice. so that's a six So, that is... Three. 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 So, three checks on this clock. There you go. And, uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm imagining you probably won't wait for them to finish, because it's probably going to take several days, right? Um, but... Right. Uh, almost immediately, they start to work. Um, they assure you that they know what you want they're feeling good about this and you have no reason to doubt that they're not like fully capable of doing the thing you're asking them to do um mm-hmm. it's just going to take a little bit they're not going to get it done today basically does that make sense
2: yeah no yeah that makes cool, sense cool.
0: all right um yeah and they wish you uh, uh yes um come back uh and <laughs> This, this is uh talking uh she's as she sort of sees you out and behind her uh olaf has already just he's gotten out a big old like sheet of bronze and has just started wailing on it with a hammer
2: <laughs> okay.
0: to the point where it's almost impossible to hear her over it's like come back um and she turns and like looks for Olaf t- t- tomorrow why don't we try tomorrow
2: I don't know, that I will do.
0: And so then we'll, we'll cut scene there. All right, uh, who's next?
4: That DD podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at thatdndpodcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin C. M. Bieta, is owned and published by Palladium Books, All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.